Welcome to Watchmen Minute, where we're discussing the movie Watchmen from 2009 by Zack Snyder, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash. I'm Travis Bow from the Real Comic Heroes podcast. And I'm Scott Corelli from DuelingGenre.com. Oh, good to have you back, Scott. Yeah. Thanks. Happy yeah. to be here. So this is Minute 32, and it starts with uh, Dr. Manhattan telling Lori she'll call Dan. And ends with some funky synthesizer. Um. So, what are your what are your guys's uh, overall thought? I mean, I I think that the um, I think that the opening credits of this movie and the use of of uh, you know the times are a changing is one of like the best openings of any movie period yeah um i mean it's spectacular yep. uh like the amount of exposition that you get through just visually and that and that that song is fantastic but overall what are your what are your feelings on the use of the forest gumping of pop <laughs> pop music uh in this movie um because i i find i like some of it and then other other uh, in other moments i find it really distracting Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say both cases of pop music in this week, I find really distracting. I think, I think this 99 red balloons is probably the most distracting song in the whole movie personally. Okay. Um, cause I, I just, I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means for the moment. Okay. Like it just feels like they're playing a, a song or like for some reason, Snyder just had it in his idea, like in his mind to like have that synthesizers break in as he's seeing Laurie as like sort of uh I don't know. It almost feels like a like a like an eighties teen movie, like slow mo, like you know, like I almost expect um wind machines to be blowing on Laurie in that moment or something. <laughs> okay. But. Um uh, yeah, um I guess I I feel the opposite, I suppose. Um, okay. Eric, do you have any thoughts on like the song itself? Cause I can, I got notes to, to go into why I, I feel the opposite, but I don't want to cut you off. If, if Eric, if you have something to well, follow the, up the with the biggest, the biggest stuff, I mean, you know, it's, um, it's, uh, Nina is the band. Yeah. 99 lift balloons. And it's that it got re-recorded in a sense, or at least the vocals were, <laughs> um, for American, distribution because it's german um and it's just this very synth heavy and uh you know, you know the, the the big first note i really had about the, the the music starting is it's while you know it's again it's 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 an overlap between scenes and it's we're looking at the back of dr manhattan's head and i think that speaks volumes i mean it's like what's in his head it's it's, it's yeah it's this one last little thing that I mean, gosh, if he can be thinking everything and everywhere, and I mean, then he also has all of music of all time in his head too. I mean, that's wonderful if you ask me. Hmm. I'm a big music guy, so. <laughs> hmm. Um, I I do enjoy the like the opening kind of 
uh, beats of the song, starting like like you said, kind of on the back of his head and everything. Um, I love the image of seeing the the close up of his head, and you can see like underneath the skin, you've got yeah, like it changes a little bit. Yeah, there's yeah. like a, a rippling electron uh, kind of texture underneath the skin, and and it like gets a little brighter in certain spots and and things like that. So I do like kind of like uh, last minute you were talking about the how to translate like a Spider-Man costume from comic to film and then the same with Manhattan. So I like that mm-hmm. they went that way with this. Um, as far as like the, the choice of song, I, I definitely think there's a, a reason for this song specifically. Um, and it's not just like, Oh, it's poppy. It's uh big at the time. And, and that's, you know, I don't, I don't think that's the case because the, the original German version of the song is about, these 99 balloons that are mistaken for UFOs and they are, they end up causing a, uh, like an arms race between, um, is it, uh, like between uh, like a border of two countries because someone's, uh, missile defense system recognizes it as a, this mass and they think it's something to shoot down. So then it's, it's a power struggle between these two countries that ends in a 99 year war because of these balloons. And I think that that arms race and struggle for power is a, is a obviously a huge part of this movie with uh, the Russia and U S and all, and all that. So kind of just goes to talking about how it's just this harmless thing that causes uh, devastation. So um, I do think that that is why the song was chosen. Um, I hope that's the case anyways. <laughs> um, otherwise, yeah, it's just got a catchy beat and, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And we don't hear all of it, you know, I mean, it's, it's just the first verse or two, first two verses, I think maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I generally just find the, the, the pop music in this, um, sort of distracting. Okay. I, I feel like they're. I, I just feel like it's overused a little bit in the movie, um, but I don't know. Uh, y- you know, Zack Snyder does like uh, pop music, sure. Um, and this is this is still, you know, uh, this is. Uh, I think he's only one movie removed from Dawn of the Dead, right? Which had lots of fun use of uh, of, sure. of pop music. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and and you know, I, I believe wasn't he? Uh, I mean, he was primarily a commercial director, I think. Yeah. I'm sure he did music videos as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. It's just, for whatever reason, like, I'm not, I don't read Watchmen and think pop music. Okay. <laughs> like, it just, yeah. It just, it just feels, um, I don't know. It just, it, it, I, I, I just find it distracting. Fair but, enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it's good to know that that there seems to be uh, at least some thought put into it um, beyond just the uh, sort of matching the the music to the visuals. Sure, so that's that's good. Or to the time period. I mean, mm, that's yeah, right. I mean, that's that's too, yeah, right. Take, of course, I think. Of course. Um, and and you know, and, it, and you say I, I can understand that what you're saying that that's maybe it's a little bit too too much pop, of the pop music in it. Um, mm-hmm. because, but there, you know, and there is a, a balance though, there or something, or, but you think it's out, out of balance in a sense, but there's these other songs though that are used that are very much not pop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting to kind of keep an eye on the, uh, the music going forward. And that's definitely, definitely 
a big part of the movie, I feel like. Um, and it's that's, I think, a good way to compare it to like a Forrest Gump, which is maybe a little like obvious in its musical uh, song choices, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And yeah, and in some cases, I think that the movie's musical choices are really obvious. Like the one at the end of the week is it's like a really obvious choice. <laughs> sure. Um, and, and there's and there's stuff in in Vietnam that's really obvious yeah. musical yeah. choices. Um, but then there's other ones that are like almost distracting because they're the opposite of that where it's just like what's the most ridiculous song we can play in this moment um and it's like oh i got it hallelujah oh, um, yeah yeah <laughs> uh then and so there 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 are uh, equal parts um watching this movie i will roll my eyes because i'm like oh that's such an obvious choice or i'll roll my eyes because i'm like oh my god that is the worst music you could possibly <laughs> play in this moment mm. um but then there's other ones that 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 work pretty well i think like i said like the the times they are changing is really good and um even though i have criticisms about uh the opening fight scene with the comedian the comedian's murder yeah um i i do think that uh i love that song playing during that scene yeah yeah unforgettable is a that's it's it's a really well-made sequence even if i don't agree with what's in the sequence um if that makes sense (laughs) so Hmm. there's a little uh connection with unforgettable and uh back to the future with uh when marty shows up in in uh uh the name of the town escapes me hill valley uh-huh. Yeah, when he like kind of rounds the corner and is kind of trying to figure out where he is, there's a he, he walks by a record shop, I guess, and there's a unforgettable like record like just released or it was like a poster for Unforgettable, mm. so by Nat King Cole. Oh. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we just covered it on my other show, so I that's fresh in my head. Um, <laughs> so about the the minute. Itself, um, music aside, we've got uh, John explaining that that Lori will call Dan, which is natural because you know she deserves the comfort of, of an old friend. And it's this scene and that moment is heartbreaking uh, mm-hmm. for Lori. Like I just feel really sad for her because you know the script introduces her as a woman in her prime and Manhattan's girlfriend, and like that's it. That's all it says about Lori. And then, you know, she's been shown these horrible memories from her past. And then B- Manhattan kind of blames her by saying, you know, it's your mind that goes to dark places. You know, never, you know, never mind the fact that I'm the one that took you there. Um, uh-huh. You know, could, like I said last time, she wasn't asking to be shown these images. Um, and like later on, she. Like we don't know a ton about her yet, but we've seen Manhattan invade her mind and tell her what she's going to do and 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 not make these decisions. And then she's now being told, like, here's again what you're about to go do because I'm too distant. And like as uh, he draws his hand away from her and you can just see her like kind of move her hand or move her head closer to his hand like trying mm-hmm. to get that contact um like they probably used to have before so um yeah the, to me it's just uh scene performed beautifully on both sides with uh billy crudup's cold demeanor and then her kind of longing for that 
that former relationship that they used to have. So it kind of brings up the, uh, we've used this word a lot and the movie itself has used this word, uh, nostalgia kind of for the old days. And then kind of a cool little touch is the, uh, as the scene transitions to the next minute, she walks out of the cab and walks, I guess there's a movie theater next to this restaurant that she's going to. And on the marquee, it says nostalgia. Um, so mm-hmm. nice little connection there. Do you, know, do you know it's the truck? Yeah, the pyramid Yeah, logo on the truck, yep. It's actually on the front uh, hood as well, is that, that word pyramid. But mm. then, yeah, yeah, you're right, the logo. On the back of the semi. And the name of the restaurant that they're going to is Raphael's. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I find it interesting um, because, again, like this scene – doesn't happen like this in the comic. Right. Uh, in the in the comic, you know, Lori is like, oh, yeah, no, it's, you know, I'll, you know, I haven't thought about Dan in a while. Like, maybe I'll have dinner with him. And he's like, cool, I'm busy, but uh, have fun. You know, like, it's it's like a yeah. very, I, it's just, there. there's really no drama in the moment <laughs> in the comic. Yeah. And it, and it sort of goes into their, their, you know, their differences about like how they're adapting Dr. Manhattan in this, which is they're not letting his sort of fall from humanity be as, I guess they're seeing his fall from humanity being more of a, uh, uh, like ever since he became Dr. Manhattan, Mm -hmm. it started bad and then just got worse over time. And now he's at his worst already when we meet him. Whereas in the comic, it feels like he has humanity, which he loses over the process of the twelve issues, um, yeah. Or or is or gets better at, or or does it gets gets less good at hiding the fact <laughs> that his humanity is gone. Um, yeah. and and they just chose not to go that way with him in this, which I find uh, an interesting choice. Um, and I don't know what they're trying to say in a larger sense with this version of Dr. Manhattan, but it is, um, it is interesting. And it's something that I am always thinking about, uh, every time I watch this movie. Mm. Yeah. And like changing his you know, lack of humanity, you know, comics versus the movie, like they've changed her. Like, like you said, you know, it's her decision in the book. Oh, I'll just call Dan. Um, it, right. and here it's like in the movie, she's presented with no agency, from the start, you know, she's just mm-hmm. there as Manhattan's. I mean, we'll get into what what she's there, you know, why she's there. Um, but just being shown things by Manhattan and being told what her future holds, you know, is kind of removes that choice. So mm-hmm. it's, it's I'm glad that it doesn't continue too long into the movie. Um Mm-hmm. You know, she starts to make decisions for herself, and that's that's nice. But yeah, yeah, that is most of my notes um, for the. It, it, we do get the first uh, post credit song in the movie, like we've already talked about. Um, that, that's a uh, pre-recorded, <laughs> sure, previously to the movie recorded. We had a little bit of uh, some uh, bad eighties guitar. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. A little bit of score. A couple weeks ago, I think it was. Yes, yeah, it was very score, very much from the score. Uh, the Inside the restaurant, though, I mean, I, I, I thought I'd... I had a couple little notes about that. Go for it, yeah. That she, she's very dressed up, 
And he's like, it, I don't know, in the 80s, you know, he has a bow tie on. And <laughs> yeah. I think that's, I mean, it's kind of come back in a way, maybe, I think, lately. But back then, I mean, that's, that, I think that's just very square. Sure. Yeah, she looks stunning. Like when she, you see her in the restaurant. I think the restaurant itself, the decor and, and what they're served is supposed to be pretty swanky, I think. Yeah, I think they're both appropriately. Does okay on that. Yeah appropriately dressed up i guess and it's just a really weird shot that how it ends with him holding his eyeglasses in front of him after having cleaned them <laughs> with uh, his breath <laughs> i his love that shot is, uh, opened oddly <laughs> yeah all right so uh head over to twitter and instagram and you can find us at watchman minute you can visit our webpage over at realpodcastnetwork.com slash watchman minute and our Facebook page is Facebook uh, is at facebook.com slash Watchmen Minute. And we have our group, Crime Busters Listener Society, that you can talk about uh, the uh, great or not so great choice of song, <laughs> uh, 99 Loof Balloons. Scott, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me basically on all social media at Scott Corelli. I'm easy. Right on. <laughs> So we'll be back tomorrow for minute 33. Who watches the Watchmen? We do. We do. Watchmen are over. I turn my collar to the cold and damp. When my eyes were stabbed by the flash of it.